we had to sound the alarm and alert as many people in the community as possible. And then beyond that, because Chinatown International District is a regional draw for visitors and tourists and is the center of the Asian community, we had to quickly get a plan together to inform people. Uh, and so here we are today. Welcome again to Chino y Chicano. I'm Matt Chan, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. Well, coming up, we're going to talk to Betty Lau. She's an activist and educator in the Seattle Chinatown International District, and she's also been a vocal voice against the sound transit expansion of the uh, light rail in the CID. We talked to Betty earlier prior to a sound transit meeting in which they were going to make a decision about the expansion, and Matt, what happened at that meeting? Well, uh, when we recorded with her, uh, everyone was waiting for a big meeting that was uh, convening of the board of Sound Transit to make a decision on how what they're going to recommend as far as the West Seattle Ballard light rail extension. Um, and at the controversy is that one of the hubs is going to be an expansion in the Chinatown International District. And the reason that's so controversial is it would basically shut down the lower half of the CID for at a minimum six years, which would destroy the neighborhood. And, you know, what people don't understand, because most people don't pay attention to it, but there's, a you know, Chinatown has been the recipient of bad policy forever since its inception. You know, since the Exclusion Act in the late 1800s, when the Chinese were forced out of Seattle, um, every time they moved, they were forced into another area to where they are now is a series. That's like the fourth place that they've been. Um, on top of that, I-5 cuts the neighborhood in half. Representation of the neighborhood is split between two council districts. The neighborhood can't catch a break. And now we have Sound Transit deciding summarily, just because of cost benefits, that they'll destroy the neighborhood again. And this one is in the historic core, which is really problematic. Well, they had their meeting on the 28th, and of course, the board punted on this. They realized that this is a mistake, um, but they did what they recommended was going back to the drawing board and coming up with more recommendations. What the community wants is no transit station there. And you're talking about a community that has been hit hard in the past couple of years by the protests that happened after the George Floyd uh, murder and the activism that happened here in Seattle and then COVID as well. Well, with the Trump China virus, which stoked Asian hate on top of that, the homeless encampments that, in, that basically have invaded the CID and took root during COVID, which are still there and still problematic for all the businesses and the elders that live in the community. Right. Well, let's talk now to Betty Lau, activist and educator, about her opposition and also her concerns for the Seattle Chinatown International District. <laughs> Betty Lau, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you for inviting me. So what is the concern in the community? As people have realized uh, what the impacts of a uh, gigantic infrastructure uh, will be 
people are uh, feeling very, very uneasy about the process uh, in which it is being revealed. Uh, for example, I myself uh, have been uh, attending sound transit meetings since about 2018 with a couple of other friends. And we really did not understand the difference between 4th Avenue and 5th Avenue. And when things started getting uh, deeper into it, uh, I, we were confused. And so I went to an architect friend and I said, look at these options. Which one is the best for uh, Chinatown International District? And he said, Fourth Avenue Shallow. And I said, why? And he, ex he said, have you ever been on a major infrastructure site? And of course I hadn't. Mm -hmm. I had seen uh, images on TV, but I, I really didn't understand what it was about. So he explained it to me. And then I went, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I heard the words, it'll all be underground. So I thought nothing above ground would be disturbed. But as I attended more meetings, asked more questions, then uh, uh, Brian Chow and I uh, uh, decided we have to alert the community to uh, these unknown impacts because we are not uh, only engineers, people in construction, architects uh, would understand those impacts. There were five options presented to the community. I think three yeah. were on the Fourth Avenue side, two were on the Fifth Avenue side. Is that correct, or was it? No, one option is no build. Oh, okay, yeah, nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so, so, and then the Fourth Avenue is the only option mm -hmm. on Fourth Avenue. However, for Fifth Avenue. There are three uh, horrible options. The one that surprised me the most, and it came up late, was the one where they were going to tear down the block where Ping's Dumpling House is, and right near the China Gate, tearing that building down to create a station that enters that building. And that came out of nowhere to me. And that, how disruptive is that? I mean, that is, but that seems to be their preferred option. Uh, that's not the only building. The small building uh, where Carpet King used to be will also be torn down. Uh, where Bank of America is will be torn down. And the old Wajumaya, the, the blue tiled uh, building, uh, and the parking lot, it's now called uh, Nagomi Plaza. All of that will be taken and torn down. So the extent of uh, property going out of uh, the hands of people of color into uh, this, whoever's in sound transit is horrendous. Well, the, the, the other factor is people think, okay, they're just gonna raise the buildings and be done with it and start building the transit. This project is expected to last a minimum of 10 years. Yes, depending on the option. So supposedly uh, the least intrusive or the least of the horrible options will be around six years. And then for Fourth Avenue, it'll take uh, a minimum of 11 years. And it's just not that area that's affected. It effectively will block off the entire lower portion of the CID, correct? Because it limits traffic coming into that area. Yes, traffic will 
need to be diverted. But the um, insidious thing ab about it is that I noticed early on there were certain biases and omissions of information uh, given to us. And uh, the more Brian and I raised questions, uh, well, we'll answer that later. Well, of course, later never comes. And so we became more and more suspicious until we felt that we had to sound the alarm and alert as uh, many people uh, in the community as possible. And then beyond that, because Chinatown International District is a regional draw uh, for visitors and tourists and, and uh, Asian and is the center of the Asian community, uh, we had to quickly get a plan together to, to inform people. Uh, and so here we are today. Now, there's a number of groups that usually are against each other in Chinatown, right? In the CID. But for this moment, there is some cohesion. People all want the same thing. What is it that the community wants to happen? What is your preferred option? What is the community's preferred option? In the best of all worlds, it wouldn't happen on 4th or 5th. But we have to be practical. The voters approved it. Uh, I think it was around 2015 or so. We have to make a choice. Uh, and the lesser of two evils would be Fourth Avenue because it would not have direct impacts on the businesses and residents that are in Chinatown International District. But wouldn't it take longer on Fourth? Absolutely. One of the discrepancies is that it became quite obvious that Sound Transit's preferred alternative, even though they say they have not made a decision, 4th Avenue. So their metrics for determining that 4th Avenue would be a better way to go, number of cars that go down there that would have to be diverted, number of businesses that would be displaced, and number of residents. Uh, they did a comparison of which which route would be better to go down. It's obvious the way they've color coded it, the best route, and they don't say the best route. They say they call it, uh, and I've had to learn a whole new vocabulary. <laughs> it's called high performing. So you could see Chinatown International District is high performing in terms of traffic, business displacement, residents. However, those are the incorrect metrics. If you measure it by nursing homes, ethnic businesses, low income, uh, people who don't speak English, then obviously Fourth Avenue would be the choice. So Betty, you obviously spent a lot of time trying to investigate all of this, keep track of what's going on. What has Sound Transit been doing to communicate to the community. I mean, you're one person that has decided to take the time to really uh, follow all this, but is Sound Transit, or have they been doing enough to alert the community about, about the project? No. Uh, last, in fall 2021, Sound Transit, uh, I was really excited. Sound Transit put out the call for 
membership in the community advisory groups from each of the sub areas. And there was one, uh, they call it segments. And our segment was called uh, CID SODO. We got lumped in with SODO. SODO uh, includes Pioneer Square. And by CID, uh, I mean Chinatown, Japantown, and Little Saigon. And uh, I called up some friends. I said, hey, let's get on this committee uh, because uh, uh, we need to get Zhonghua Benevolent Association involved. It's the major organization for the Chinese community. Uh, friends of Japantown wants to be involved. And since I have friendships there, they said, go for it and just tell us what's going on and so forth. So then uh, I filled out three applications, one for myself and uh, two, uh, two other people. Only one of us was accepted onto the committee and I never received a rejection letter. So I kept emailing, what happened? Am I on, am I on? Should I go to the first meeting? And no one responded until the, the Asian Weekly ran an article saying I was ghosted. And then I got the, oh, Betty, uh, nobody saw your application. It must be stuck somewhere. Jeez. <laughs> yes. And so they said, well, you could watch by YouTube, but you can't participate. So who made the committee? Uh, at first, Brian Chow. And then another friend who is African-American did not make it onto that committee until the second meeting when they realized they had no African-Americans <laughs> on that group. And uh, they suddenly realized he's African-American. So then they issued him the invitation to join the group. And the reason why uh, he should be on the group is because his grandparents owned the Alps Hotel, which is on King Street. So he has a, a, an, a legacy interest in the area. So what is it that you want Sound Transit to hear from the community? What do you want to tell them? They need to develop uh, other alternatives for 4th Avenue. They have been pushing forth as the best way uh, to go. Uh, one, it's cheaper. Two, it's more convenient because then we, yeah, and they said, and if uh, you guys, you guys being uh, people in the CID community, uh, we're going to divert those 30,000 cars down King Street Weller and you won't like it. So that, that's basically their message to us. And I said, what about diverting it to the waterfront? or splitting it between Pioneer Square and us? Why does it all have to come on us? So I want to go back to the advisory committee. Is there no one that is Asian or representing the Chinatown International District on that, on those committees? Now that is really interesting. Uh, you can go back and watch the recordings of those meetings and you could see the only Asians that are on there are Brian Chow. There was another uh, person, a woman, so the representation from uh, community groups was not there. And then you have to understand it's not CID CAG, Community Advisory Group, alone. It includes SOTO. So there you have in that segment underrepresentation of the people who are impacted uh, because none of the, there's a large population of non-English speakers who were not included and have not been included. So what's ahead now? 
what are you going to do and others that are finding all of this unacceptable? Well, uh, we have organized a website that was donated by United Chinese Americans. We're asking uh, our call to action. Background information is there. It's Transit Equity for All, T, T E A. Uh, Brian Chow and I and Paul Wu are the co founders. It, it's a, an umbrella group for individuals and organizations that want to help. So we have a petition. Uh, we have uh, uh, we are asking people to email their representatives on the Sound Transit Board. Uh, we are now focused on uh, Snohomish County and Pierce County, asking community members who live there or who have friends or networks or who do business there to contact those representatives because the final decision will be made by a vote of the Sound Transit Board. Uh, the city. Uh, has just been wonderful. They have uh, been in, uh, 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 given us the gift of asking sound, recommending to Sound Transit that they take a six to nine month pause to really look at community concerns, to resolve the unanswered questions and to really up the ante on their community engagement. So how soon would Sound Transit vote on this? Uh, supposedly the final vote will not be until 2023, about 18 months out. Uh, but we, we hope to uh, ramp up support, uh, to, to continue contacting representatives, to let them know that we are living, breathing people that are being impacted and our, our lives, our businesses, the elderly non-English speakers uh, need to be factored into these plans and, and what they're calling metrics. Many displaced uh, beloved businesses in CID are simply going to go out of business because they are location specific. If you, uh, Sound Transit is going to pay relocation costs only. Well, if you relocate Ping's Dumpling House to uh, say South Park, how much business are they going to get? Will their customer base come with them? Plus what happens to the legacy of the CID? It, it's a hub where people from all around the world come. They go to the Panama Hotel to see the only surviving intact Japanese sento or bathhouse in North America. They come there also on book tours because it's the setting for uh, Jamie Ford's uh, hotel on the corner of Bitter and Sweet. Uh, they come for the uh, Japanese American Museum that Jan Johnson, the owner started and she has preserved all of the belongings of the Japanese Americans who were sent off to incarceration. Uh, there, she put in a glass floor and you could look down and see their trunks and uh, possessions that they had expected to come back uh, and pick up, but they never did. So all that is still there. It's, uh, there's been so much encroachment on, on CID uh, going back to, uh, I see it as another form of exclusion, uh, except now it's legal. It's uh, 
exclusion was in 1882. Then you had the, the Chinese expulsion in 1886, first from Tacoma, where their Chinatown was burned to the ground. And now they have this reconciliation park. Well, in 100 years, is that what we want Hinghei Park to be? When people come and they see a slab that says, oh, it's too bad, the former Chinatown, Japan town, and a uh, little Saigon nexus was here. And, uh, you know, they're gone now, but we memorialize them with this slab. One thing that has remained a mystery that uh, I want to bring up, uh, why has Sound Transit decided to go through a national register Chinatown historic district that supposedly has protections of being on the national register. Can they do that? Believe it or not, I read that over 2000 page DEIS and I found an exemption in one of the appendices called rationale. And in the rationale, Sound Transit says uh, there is an exception to historic district protections. And that intrusion of a project is allowed if it can be demonstrated that the project to do otherwise, instead of going through a National Historic Register District, is so costly, so burdensome uh, in terms of construction, then they are allowed to go through a National Historic Register District. And this is a question that has been asked by other community members. Well, aren't we protected? We're, we're a national historic district. That is the exception. And it is my opinion, this is the reason why Sound Transit is emphasizing the cost difference, which is half a billion dollars, and the inconvenience, the minimum 11-year construction that it would take to go down 4th Avenue. And the reason I believe that is because at one, uh, they had three public workshops where they invited uh, the public to come in and hear what was going on. And I attended all three. I felt that one of those meetings was a waste of time because they had said, come to the meeting. We are going to lay out our cost savings and refinements to these options. So I rounded up a bunch of friends, other community members, and we attended virtually. And guess what? There was no cost savings or refinements done on either 4th Avenue or 5th Avenue. It just seems to me what it always is. It's money. And they'll sacrifice the CID to save money where they wouldn't have done that in white neighborhoods. Right. So. So, Betty, how can people get involved? What, what is how do they reach out? to? What's the website for this group? How can they get involved? Called T for short transit equity for all. And we have a petition there and our uh, updates and calls to action. The website is transit equity for all dot O-R-G. Thank you. Betty Lau. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us. I think people in the community need to thank you for being so passionate about this. And nobody likes going to meetings, but obviously you've gone and you have paid close attention. And this is an issue that uh, it's going to heat up even more 
And I see more, once again, that the uh, CID is going to be fighting for its existence. Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Uh, You know, the thing about this, too, is that it's also the legacy of Seattle. And that's an important thing. It's not just, you know, the, the... those that live in the CID, it, it's really involving the whole city. And um, people like to visit the CID for a lot of different reasons that you pointed out. So I think that this is an important issue for everybody in Seattle to to really take a hard look at what's happening here. Betty, thank you so much for taking the time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. We want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at Enrique Cerna and at Lofonland for me, Matt Chan. You can also email us at chinoichicano at gmail.com and check out our Chino Ichicano page on Facebook. Our theme music was composed and performed by Antonio Gomez. You can find the Chino Ichicano podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other favorite podcast providers. Please take a listen, download, and subscribe. We are posting video versions of our podcast to YouTube. Go to search and type in Chino Ichicano to find our conversations. Take care of yourself. The pandemic is not over yet. Please get vaccinated. I'm Matt Chan, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. We'll talk more later. Yeah.